Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is episode number 910. So, as Princess Leia and Han Solo said in the original Star Wars, it could be worse, and it's worse. So, I don't know if you've heard the news, I'm sure you probably have, but on the off chance that you haven't. Carrie Fisher's mother, Debbie Reynolds, suffered what was reported to be a stroke the day after she died and was taken to the hospital and subsequently passed away herself. Debbie Reynolds, 84 years old, the mother of Carrie Fisher, the grandmother of Billy Lord, who played Lieutenant Connix in The Force Awakens, has passed away. It really does feel like 2016 is doing its best to beat us down before it goes out the door, doesn't it? Aside from losing the two of them and also losing Kenny Baker earlier this year, there have been some other folks we've lost in the Star Wars universe as well, like Eric Bowersfeld, who was the voice of both Admiral Akbar and Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi, Drew Henley, who played Red Leader in the original Star Wars. By a bizarre coincidence, Drew's Wikipedia page notes that he retired from acting due to manic depression. Carrie Fisher, of course, also a sufferer of manic depression. We also lost Alethea McGrath this year. She played the Jedi Librarian, Jocasta New, in Attack of the Clones, most famously. And it so happens that I've spent some significant time in my life working in libraries and supporting libraries. So I had a particular affinity for Jocasta New and was very sad to hear that she had passed. Then there was Ian Liston earlier this year. He was Wes Jansen in The Empire Strikes Back. You'll know him from the good shot, Jansen, compliment that Wedge gives him as they take down an Imperial walker in the Battle of Hoth. I particularly remember how much he was smiling during that whole scene. None of the snowspeeder pilots or gunners smiled in that whole scene, I don't think, except for Jansen, who looked like he was having the time of his life out there. Going back to the original Star Wars, we also lost Peter Sumner, who played Paul Treatum, and you've heard that name probably a lot if you listen to the Star Wars Minute podcast. He's a comparatively bit character that gets referenced a lot on that show. Paul Treatum was the character who, in the Death Star control room, said, TK421, why aren't you at your post? And moments later gets sucker punched by Chewbacca the moment the door to the control room opens. That was good stuff. And there's one person who passed away behind the scenes who... It wasn't a household name exactly, but the person he worked on, the character he worked on, I should say, was a household name and is one that would not be the same without him. It's Tony Dyson, who was the original R2-D2 builder. So yeah, long story short, this has been a pretty brutal year as far as deaths in the Star Wars community go. And I know that people talk about celebrity deaths all the time and say, well, you know, celebrities are always dying, blah, blah, blah. But there's something about this year that just seems a little harsher in terms of who we've lost than others. I mean, even outside of the Star Wars universe, if you you know look at the world of music, losing David Bowie, Prince, George Michael, and that's just, you know, cherry-picking the top of the list. I mean, we've lost some tremendous people. Ralph Stanley, the bluegrass legend, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Yeah, it's not been the greatest year in that regard. I mean, there's been a lot of good stuff in 2016. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we talked earlier this week about the movies and what's going right there. The plan this week for the podcast was to talk about the TV show and the books and the comics and the video games and go over all of that stuff. And obviously that got washed away when Carrie Fisher passed away. So I think that's what we'll do for tomorrow's episode on New Year's Eve and then... 
on New Year's Day, we'll take a look at what we have to look forward to in 2017. Until then, though, I want to share with you one more interview. This was another one from CTV News that I did on Wednesday morning, actually, on their morning news show. And this one was just me this time, no panel discussion. I've got the audio for you here, and I will also embed the video of it at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com, which, you know, if you're interested in these sorts of things, you can actually see what I'm staring at on a day-to-day basis as I'm recording the podcast. You'll see that all behind me in the video. I don't know how you're feeling about this just yet, and heck, chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com, and let me know how you're feeling about this, but... I'm not quite ready to let go of Carrie just yet, at least not for podcast purposes, and certainly not personally as well. Uh, it's This one cuts a little too close to the bone, as it were. But that being said, let me share with you this last interview I'm going to share with you about Carrie Fisher and her legacy, and then we will sign off into this good night. All right, with more now, I'm joined by Alan Voivod. He's the host of the Star Wars 7x7 podcast, joining us this morning from Guilford, New Hampshire. Good morning. Welcome to our program. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So, Joe, uh, Fisher, Carrie Fisher beat out Jodie Foster and Amy Irving to take the role of Princess Leia in the Star Wars film. What did she bring to the character? She brought a self-awareness to the role, a feistiness and a boldness and a quality of being unbowed in the face of other influential actors, other people who might seem like they had more confidence than she did, had more standing than she did. She was not afraid to be in the room with any of those folks at all. And that showed through in her performance, but also in her personality all throughout her life. Yes, she may have been the princess, but it wasn't the sort of princess that we were used to. She was a strong princess. How significant was her performance as a female hero in a male-dominated genre? I think it would be almost impossible to overstate how important it was. Pretty much every action hero from then until now, and even male action heroes too, have kind of been informed by her performance. You can look at Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games or Hmm. Laura Croft from the Tomb Raider franchise, even Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter novels. All of these female action heroes have a debt of gratitude to Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. So Carrie Fisher was daughter to screen legend Debbie Reynolds, singer Eddie Fisher. Was celebrity the natural progression for her? It was something that she had a very complicated relationship with. She understood its value and its power, but she also shied away from it. She saw how difficult it was when Eddie Fisher left Debbie Reynolds for Elizabeth Taylor when she was young. And, you know, that was almost the start of where paparazzi situations happened. And she was caught up in that as well. And being Princess Leia and then having to deal with mental illness in front of the paparazzi became a very difficult thing for her. And so, yeah, she had a very complicated relationship with it. And ultimately, I think she finally reconciled that relationship in her later years and said things like, well, if I'm going to go get a table at a restaurant, I'm not going to tell them I'm the author of Postcards from the Edge. I'm going to tell them I'm (laughs) Princess Leia and that'll do it. Why do you think that she wrote that book, The Princess Diarist? Well, she said that she wanted to be remembered as a relevant person, and I'm saying this in a way that doesn't use the profanity that she used in the book. 
And I think it was about time that she got it off her chest. It had been a secret that she'd kept for 40 years, and she's not good at keeping secrets. She has been somebody who's been very transparent, especially about her struggles with mental illness and her struggles with drug ad addiction and, and prescription medication abuse. And this was probably the last frontier for her, the last thing unrevealed that she had left to share. And so it was time to do it. Alan Voivod, thanks for your thoughts today. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Star Wars 7x7 today. Tomorrow, something more cheerful, I promise. And uh, in the meantime, please do consider, if you're not doing it already, keeping Billy Lord and her family in your thoughts and prayers. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>